It is not in Rhaenyra's nature to be deceitful. I cannot say the same for your brother. You believe he lied? How often does he speak the pure truth? How does confessing to such things serve him? By reducing you. <sighs> Whatever transpired, Rhaenyra is not innocent. Only because Daemon tried to corrupt her. Daemon and Rhaenyra share the blood of the dragon. They are restless and chaotic. She swore to me that she remains a maiden. And I believe her. From Providence, Rhode Island, welcome to the House of the Dragon with Mary and Blake. It's a podcast dedicated to the House of the Dragon on HBO. So sit back, relax, and let's talk about fire and blood. Larson. My name is Blake, and I. I, I this episode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this one is. This one took some time for us to digest. This is an interesting episode. Yep. Because I actually quite liked it. I thought it was good. But there's that whole. Incest? Incest thing that I, I have to. I, I just have to reconcile with myself. And it, like, you knew it was coming. I mean. I, it was going to happen. I was just about to say, didn't oh. it come? Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> um, You're welcome. But world. like, it was going to happen. It was just, it was just a question of when. And the the whole thing is, like, how do you like, how do you take pleasure in watching it? Right? Because you, it felt. Did you feel different when it was Jamie and Cersei? Yeah. Why did you feel different when it was Jamie and Cersei and Because that's how I was introduced to them. I was introduced to them banging in episode 1. Yeah, but we knew that the Targaryens you know kept it within their bloodlines. But we've met Princess Renea as a girl. And it's still the same actress. You know what? So that yes, might be 4 years have gone by, but not really. <laughs> that <laughs> might be it. That might be it. Because I remember feeling that same way when Arya had her her sex scene in like yeah. the final season, where I was like, "I've literally watched you go from You've grown up in front of my eyes, like this little teeny bopper to like a person." I'm at a point now where students who I've taught are now having their own kids. Oh, that's weird. And it's really weird because it's like not only are you having sex, but you're old enough to be having kids. And yes, we've seen we've seen Alicent, who's now. Lord knows how many babies she's had by this point. Yes, um, I, maybe two, but I think maybe more. Two. Yeah, there's at least there's at least two <laughs> at that least we know two, of. Yes. <laughs> um, so it's, but but I don't know if it's two. How much time has gone on between these two episodes? Because she was pregnant. Well, she was pre- she was super pregnant the previous episode. So how much? Oh, it hasn't been that. It long. It hasn't been that long. Only long enough for Damon to get a haircut, right? <laughs> and a month of Renera being on tour. 
So, yeah, so it hasn't been all that long. Okay, so probably just two babies. But, yeah. <laughs> but nonetheless, yes, Renera is old enough to be having sex and be doing all these things, but that is where I feel the difference. We met Jamie and Cersei in Game of Thrones as grown adults. Doing their thing. Doing their thing. Whereas in this, it is the actress who portrays Renera, who we were met, who we were introduced to as a teenager. Yeah, and it's not me clutching my pearls. Like, it's not, like... I'm I'm down for some for some sick stuff like cool. I'm not like and I never yuck anybody's yum. Okay, I do. It, like that's whatever you do. That's that's cool on you. We all got our thing. Okay, but it, I don't know. It, for some reason, as I was watching that scene, I was just like I I was conflicted. I'm like, okay, this is good. I like what's happening. But I feel kind of icky at the same time. And we're supposed to feel that way. And yeah. we will get into that, of course, in this episode. Right. But before we do, we want to let you know that this is brought to you by MinuteWithMary.com. If you are someone who partakes in skincare or makeup, I would highly recommend you search the hashtag MinuteWithMary on Facebook or Instagram or YouTube as they share loads of tips and tricks. And if you're on the lookout for a new product, head on over to MinuteWithMary.com so I can be your new makeup lady. <laughs> yes, this girl that hangs on your earbuds. I do that too. Um, if you would like to get social with Blake and I, you can find us on all social media friends. Just search Mary and Blake. We would love to see you there. And thanks, of course, to those of you who contribute. At jointhenerdclan.com, you are what makes this mom and pop podcast possible. We do not have major corporate sponsors. We're not part of a big podcast entity. We honestly get to do this because of listener support like yours. So if you're not yet a member, you can join for as little as $2 a month at jointhenerdclan.com. All right, let's get into the show. All right, Marvin, episode 103, what do you got for your mini plot recap? Basically, Renera has sex. She sees sex, she wants sex, she gets sex, and Damon gets caught being dirty. A little dirty. Yep. And he comes back as the, the king of the narrow sea, which is yeah, also a big deal, long. too. Not for long. Gives it up. Yeah. All right. This episode was entitled King of the Narrow Sea, as Should I just, just mentioned. been titled Sex. Sex. <laughs> and this was directed by Claire Kilner. Now, Claire Kilner ha- is... The first female of the season. Yes, it is. Uh, she has directed many episodes of television, including Snowpiercer, The Alienist, The Mosquito Coast, Krypton, Pennyworth. Uh, there's a, a Sneaky Pete. Uh, some really good stuff here. But Mary, the thing that stands out to me, the thing that stands out to me is one of her movies... One of my one of my favorite rom coms of all time. <laughs> yeah, and you have a lot. I got a lot. Fun fact, friends: if Blake had a favorite genre, it would not be fantasy. No, it would not be historic thrillers. None of that. It would be rom coms. Rom coms. Love, love me a good. I don't like the bad ones. Love me a good one. This one that she directed. Tell me, great one. Oh, okay. The wedding it- date, featuring oh. Deborah Messing. And Dermot Mulroney. Wow, that's not one of my favorites. Oh. Okay. Deborah Messing, who hails from R.I. Rhode Island, baby. That's right. Pride of Rhode Island right there. <laughs> Deborah Messing. That's what we got. <laughs> Deborah Messing. We do have Olivia Culpo. We have we got Olivia Culpo. 
You know, if I had to put my money on somebody, it's Olivia Culpo. We've got the guy who won Survivor the first season, and we've got DJ Paul E.D. That's- <laughs> <laughs> and for you history dorks out there, we have Nathaniel Green as well. There you go. And Stuart, Gilbert Stewart. Sure, yeah. Oh, and uh, he's what? the one that painted like the most famous painting of George Washington. And and uh, we got the guy that wrote uh, the uh, Jumanji. Yeah. What's his name? Oh my God, Chris Van Allsburg. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. And he did the Polar Express. Yeah. And he's Jewish. There you go. Imagine that. I taught her his kid how to play clarinet. And she also directed a, a bunch of episodes of East Enders too. So that is for those of you. The who, wedding date. Yeah. All right. Oh, the wedding date's great. You know, she took the sexual tension or lack thereof in the wedding date. <laughs> Not one of my favorite rom coms. That's a great obviously. Michael Buble song and, on, that, um, on, that, on that movie too. And said, you know what? If I directed the wedding date, I can do Renera's first sex. <laughs> I can do the bells of a pleasure house. And gosh darn it, she did. Oh, man, that is so funny. The amount of intimacy coordinators that must have been on set. Oh, yeah. Did you lose your little cloth? How about you? Do you have one? <laughs> nope, you're the guy that has his penis showing while he peels an apple. Okay. <laughs> you see that one? Yeah. No, I did not see that. Full but... frontal male nudity, and he's like cutting up an apple. Hey, man, you know when you're going to cut an apple? He needs a snack. There's nothing. <laughs> little sustenance. <laughs> it, I, am I going to say I'm, I'm, I'm more comfortable in I my mean, birthday maybe, suit cutting apples? Maybe I'm he's probably going to. something else. It was such a quick shot, I actually tried to pause it. He ain't cutting rug, I'll tell you that. <laughs> There were people munching rug. Oh so. yeah, yeah. There was a lot. There, the, this is not a PG. Uh, the episode. girl that the girl that uh, plays Renaris made a comment. She's like, "Yeah, you know, we showed up. We we were doing this this scene for like twelve hours. There are just a bunch of extras in the background, sixty nine in for like twelve hours. They never met each other before." <laughs> hey, that's like from one of my favorite rom coms. What Love Actually? Oh yeah, that's right. That's how. Um, that's how yeah. Bilbo Baggins, that actor, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Meets his love. That's right. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I forgot about that. Okay. That's what rom-coms are for. Oh, man. See, rom-coms are great, man. Yeah. All right. It was also written by Ira Parker, who has come from uh, The Last Ship, as well as doing episodes of Four in the Morning and Rogue and the Pinkertons. So, and also another television show called. I haven't the heard of any Better of these things. things that these people have done. The last ship was uh, the show that was created by what's his name that did um, exactly the Shield. Uh, what the heck's his name? Mm. Uh, oh, I can't remember his name. Now. Yep. Hold on. Oh, I, I, That's I, what I gotta, I'm saying. Okay, friends, I don't know about <laughs> this stuff. I gotta, I gotta look this up. Sean Ryan, there you go. That's the guy who, who is the showrunner for uh, the Shield. He was the showrunner for the Last Ship. It was a big deal because he, it was his first show after the Shield. Not a big enough deal that I'd know about. No, it. No, not at all. All right, so but what do you, they've made a splash. What do you got for your flame rating? How many flames are you giving this episode? I'm giving this episode a four point seven. Four seven. Mm-hmm. We're going up in the world with oh, you. Oh, we sure are. Wow. Okay. So this is I, your 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 best episode. My best of the episode, season yeah. so far. Yep. Wow. I did not get that feeling after no, we watched it, it. It was my second watch when I really got into the the Sir Kristen. Oh, Cole. Sir Kristen Cole. Yeah. yeah. If if you were like ew in the bowels of the pleasure house mm. and what happened, you know, with Alicent, all I'm going to tell you is enjoy. Sir Kristen. Enjoy unlacing boots. Enjoy giggles. 
Uh, for me, I'm giving this one. I have it marked down as four four. But uh, now that you talk about Sir Kristen Cole. I'm going to have to go up to four or five. Like, and she did it. She was like, my first time, not only am I going to be picking who I want, yeah. I'm going to get on top. I'm going to have judge. some fun. Yeah. It's going to be with like the hottest guy in the castle, who Clearly. also is my friend. Yep. I, I know he's not sleeping around, so I won't get an STD. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> oh. Well done, Manera. So, yeah, I'm going four or five. And because. You know, this felt different. Fun fact, by the way, there was an intimacy coach on set. Mm -hmm. And for the first time ever, Game of Thrones, in the Game of Thrones world, there is an intimacy coach. So Hold up. They haven't had an intimacy coach until now? Correct. What the hell? Well, the, the whole first show, they did not have an intimacy coach. Well, you know what? I can tell there was a difference. Sure, exactly. And also the fact too that this was directed by, by a woman, woman uh, using a. I could tell the a, difference. Yeah, there certainly is. And what I, and I'm giving it a four or five specifically because of the care and the consideration that was used during That's the direction, same. but also for the writing too, mm -hmm. because the sex is not used as a thing; mm -hmm. it's used as a driving moment for our character mm -hmm. and it has a real purpose to what it's trying to achieve because of that i'm gonna go four five i could be convinced to go to four six i could but we'll see we'll see what happens for the rest of the episode all right you gbg you're good you're bad and you're great my good is that the hand of the king mm -hmm. fired you fired. Oh, you fired. Oh, I did not see that coming. Uh, I totally agree. And I am thrilled. I am so thrilled because I wanted him out of here. I'm proud of Viserys. I feel like this might be the last bold move that he makes in his life. You know, he does. Oh, yeah. And, and I'm just proud of him for doing that. Um, so I'm excited to see where this also puts the character now that he's not the hand mm -hmm. and he still has his foot in the door thanks to his daughter. Mm-hmm. So I'm just, that was my good. My bad was how I felt my initial viewing of um, the bowels of the Pleasure House scene and Alicent being plowed. Um, you mean Renera? No, no. What, no. Oh, Alicent. Okay, Alicent. Yeah, because okay, it was, yeah. you know, in yep, tandem. Yep, yep. I just didn't feel good at all. I felt actually really bad after I watched this episode the first time. I just yes. felt sad for women. I felt sad um, just about this 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 whole episode. I felt, I did not feel good after watching this episode. It actually took us a while to record because of that. But it was after subsequent viewings, which leads me to my great, yes. that I did enjoy it on a subsequent viewing. And leaning into Rhaenyra making her choice mm -hmm. and having her eyes open to the fact that sex can be pleasurable for a female, that a female in the Game of Thrones show could have um, an active role in choosing who she wants, in the position that she wants, and enjoying it made me very happy. Mm -hmm. And I was thankful that my viewpoint on this episode did change. Yep. Excellent. So you got your, you got your good, your bad, you gave us your great. Yes. Yes. Good. Excellent. My good. <sighs> so here's the thing. Mary, I kind of see you about the Alicent thing. I, I kind of, I'm co-signing a little bit where I felt bad for Alicent, but I like what Claire Kilner does in juxtaposing Alicent's experience 
against Rhaenyra's experience mm-hmm. and how Alicent seems to be just doing her duty the way that it was described to Rhaenyra from by Rhaenys, if you recall, like this, this is, or no, I'm sorry, by, um, to Rhaenyra from her mother, where like, this is our, this is what women do. It's yes. our battlefield. And that felt very much like that for Alicent, where it was like, okay, I'm going to do the thing that I'm supposed to do. Whereas it really told a story about their marriage. And, and on the other hand, it, it experience tells a story about how she's coming into her own where she is headed Mm -hmm. and what that will mean for her. Like this is going to open up a world of change for Renera in many different ways. And she doesn't necessarily have to abide by the rules. She can choose to do what she wants. And that even manifests itself later on when she says, fine, I'll marry um, uh, Lenor. Fine. I'll marry him. But you got to do the right thing to her dad and her dad gets rid of the, gets rid of the hand. So you can see how that this experience already opens up avenues for the character and for the choices that are being made. It's not a thing that influences the character. It's the character influencing the thing. Yes. That is excellent. Agreed. My bad. It has nothing to necessarily to do with the show or what the show did or, or how it was written or directed or any of that. It Are was you taking my, something out of my book and how it made you feel? Yes. <gasps> I felt... I, I kind of hate that I liked the scene between Damon and Rhaenyra. Like, I kind of hate that I liked it. Like them watching everybody or them making out? Um, them watching everybody was fine. Like, I knew what was coming and it was just a matter of time, right? It was, like I said before, it was just a matter of time. This is going to happen. He ain't taking her in there for funsies. <laughs> like, he's taking it. He's taking her in there to, to do something. And it starts happening. I'm like, I'm kind of into this. And then I'm like, I feel icky that I'm into this. Mm. I feel kind of gross right now. And I kind of hate that I liked it. Mm. But that's okay. That's what happens. That was my bad. And my great, it kind of ties back to what happens with Alicent. If you notice that there are three scenes, well, three visuals that Claire Kilner uses to to illustrate what is happening in these sexual relations. Alicent, her hand is being held by the king. And it's just like this lifeless hand. And then... And, she, and Kilner focuses in on that. And then when Rhaenyra is with Damon, he is like holding her hand up against the wall. And it's mm-hmm. one of like domination. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and of course she accepts it, but it's such, it's very like dominating. And then Kilner then focuses in on Rhaenyra's hand doing the same thing to Sir Kristen Cole. So it's just like these three shots that that illustrate what is happening and the dynamics of the relationships that, that they're trying to show. I thought that was really cool. But my other great has nothing to do with sex at all. It is the tracking shot that Kilner uses as Damon walks up to the Iron Throne with his crown on mm-hmm. and nobody knows what's going to happen. 
And he ha- he's walking up there, and he walks right up to the sword, puts it on his chest, and just says, put it on the chair, and drops the little axe. That crown, which, by the way, is made out of sticks. It's like driftwood. I know. <laughs> I kind of just pictured him making when he arrived on his dragon, yeah. and he landed on the beach. Like, like oh, shit, be so I cool <laughs> is if I have my own crown. <laughs> anyway. Anybody got some seaweed? I'm just going <laughs> to arts and crafts this. MacGyver it. Done. Who's got a hot glue gun? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I just really liked that scene. And the tracking shot that showed him walking up. But as he was walking up, Renera was coming up with him at the same time mm-hmm. in the crowd. That is That foreshadows what's coming. And I really, really, th- this episode was really well directed, in my opinion. So Agreed. that is that. That is my great All right, Marvin, you ready for the small council? Of course I am. Let's do it. His grace has many cares. He entrusts some small matters to us that we might lighten the load. We are the lords of small matters here. Kicking things off with our first small council member, we have got Candice Bailey Combs, who says, I liked it. 4.5 at least. My favorite part was Renera and Allison have become much more friendly, even though she lied a little bit later. But uh, I think that's one of the most interesting things they could do. Rihanna and Allison? Renera. Renera? Not Rihanna. Just, oh, <laughs> Rihanna would be cool too. Um, <laughs> both of them, now that would be a power couple. I, love- I mean, Rihanna and Allison would be a power couple, too. Well, she just put RNA, and I just put in a person who I thought would be kind of cool in this universe. <laughs> um, I love the subversion of making women friendly rather than enemies. We've seen patriarchal systems and how women live tortured lives. Boring. Show me something new. A meaningful friendship between two women in a castle sounds fun. Second point, I think we know Damon can't produce heirs. Even if their dynamics are the most interesting so far, a partnership between them will not secure them power. Lastly, I miss characters from Game of Thrones like Littlefinger and Varys. Maybe the White Worm will get more interesting. Lots of side characters need more dimension. Time will tell. I'm on board. Yeah, Candace, I kind of agree with you. There are some powerful characters here, and I still maintain the most powerful character yet is Damon. And that is only because when he is on screen, you don't know what's going to happen. Anything can happen. And that is when you know you're writing a good character and good scene work. Mm -hmm. If there's literally anything in this world that could happen when your character is on screen – you get it. If your character is predictable, then you're not doing the right job. You're not writing enough tension. You're not writing. You're not giving enough texture. This one comes from Roseanne. She says, "I'm thinking that it's a bad thing when I have to read a review of the New York Times to understand why this episode had any value beyond explicitly dramatizing that the Targaryens are degenerates with dragons Ooh. in a kingdom of de- degenerates." Wow, that's some good. I'm also thinking that this is a typical germ, but without the heroic, good, and fascinating characters that we had in Game of Thrones, or a tangible big bad to fear, and I'm starting to worry. There is simply no one to root for here with enough redeeming qualities to balance their depravity, which is definitely intentional. Frankly, parts of this episode made me feel like some twisted voyeur at a peephole. Hashtag... Oh, say it with me now, everybody. Say it with me. Not great, Bob. Uh, Mary, your thoughts on not having an archetype to root for? 
Um, I'm rooting for Vernera after this episode. You are. But as I said, it took additional viewings. Yes. So if she'd only watched it once, I hear you. I was right there with you. I had a lot of yuck about this episode. But then when I saw it as a young woman who is being told this is the role you live in society and she's taught to live in fear and she's taught she wants just solitude. You know, there's the whole conversation with Damon saying, oh, I don't live in fear. And she said, I don't want to live in fear, but I do want to live alone. Right. And for her to be like, you know what? I am woman. You could tell she put on a little Beyonce. <laughs> she got a bodysuit, maybe a maybe some red lipstick, put on a little perfume, was feeling herself. She put on some shapewear. That's what she did. She doesn't need shapewear. No, she doesn't need shapewear? She doesn't. No. No. <laughs> She can wire whatever she wants. Do you know what shaper is? I it, know. It's when you gotta like sausage case yourself a little bit, okay? <laughs> Renera doesn't have anything she needs to. Well, when to... you said bodysuit, that's what I thought of. No, I meant like, like, like Sandy from Greece. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. You better shape up. <laughs> I just feel like she was feeling herself and. So much of Game of Thrones and so much of this episode, it just the show is women have their place and this is their duty. Yeah. And I felt like this was a huge thing for Renera, not only to kind of claim her sexual empowerment, mm-hmm. but then for her to say, okay, sure, I'll marry my cousin. Don't see how that much worse than marry my uncle, but whatevs. And because um, <laughs> let's be real, it's her cousin right. she's marrying. Yeah, right. we're all okay with that. <laughs> um <laughs> But she says, but you know what we're going to do first? We're going to get rid of the hand. Yeah. And she does a checkmate that nobody saw coming. Agreed. And I feel like she did that because she claimed her. She claimed her, her sexual, authority. Yeah. 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 Her, her authority over herself. Yes. So are you finding that this is the character to whom you are now bound or? I'm not bound. I'm just rooting for her. Yeah. That's what I'm I, I guess what I'm for this at. woman. To, to kick butt and take names and you know enjoy her life. Are there any other characters? Do you think so far are are worthy? I do also are... like Alicent. Okay, <laughs> like Sir Kristen Cole. I was just gonna say. I feel I like mean, the one I've... guy that I can really truly feel something for mm, here is Sir Kristen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you see that chest hair. It's like, oh yeah, of course, man. Come on now. Although, because I'm a sick person. I love me some Damon. I know. I love me some Damon. I'm not, you know. <laughs> You're just checking your phone. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> All right. Uh, this next one comes from Catherine Marley. She says, the good, Renera dressing up like a boy to sneak out into the city. This was mm-hmm. my favorite literary trope as a young adult. The example of this would be the Song of the Lioness Quartet by Tamora Pierce. Although the more famous, and I'd say pop culture reference of this nature would be Aladdin with Princess Jasmine. She's not dressing up as a boy to go outside. I know, but she does dress up to go outside of the palace. And did you notice Damon called her a street rat? Yes, I did notice that. So, and then he showed her a whole new world. Oh, yes, he did. Uh, and then Rhaenyra had the freedom to walk in the streets and drink without being recognized, if only for a single evening. The bad. Otto Hightower and Damon being conniving, power-hungry jerks. I know I'm not supposed to like Damon, but I really want him to have some redeeming qualities. 
The great, Rhaenyra coming into her own sexuality, including the comparison between sex scenes with Rhaenyra and Damon versus Rhaenyra and Kristen. Also, Rhaenyra calling Viserys out for how men are allowed to the freedom to have sex and father dozens of bastards, but women have to remain pure for their marriage. Mm-hmm. Mary, do you want to root for Damon in any capacity? Yeah, for good television. I think so too. And I do think he has some redeeming qualities. This, the, the sense that I get from Damon is that he is, mo- he feels most himself with when with Rhaenyra. Like, I, like the fact that they can speak Valerian to each other mm-hmm. and the, the fact that the show continues to make that happen, yet you never see him speaking Valerian with anybody else ever. I think that's important. Yes. And, you know, the way Matt Smith delivers Valerian, I'm kind of in, man. Good. Like, I, I think I think it's a cool thing. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have a voicemail. You ready? Yes. Like it's Glow from Methuen. Hi, this Glow. is for House of the Dragon episode four. Your cousin from Boston. I'm giving this episode 4.8 flames. Okay. What an episode. I'm dubbing it the sexual extravaganza. I like it. The rumpy pumpy was everywhere. It made me laugh seeing Rhaenyra dress as a boy. She looked like a total paid uh, newsy to me. Get your I face. have two of each of my GPGs. First good. Rhaenyra finally getting a seat at the small council. About time. Second, Samuel Blackwood literally slaying his heckler. Good for him. I love that kid. First bat, Damon taking Rhaenyra's hat off to expose her. And side bat, does Damon always have performance issues? Because I don't know. Second, when Rhaenyra is given the tea to deal with any consequences that may have occurred. So clearly her dad didn't believe her when she said she didn't sleep with anyone. For, no, of course she did lie, but yeah. First grade. <laughs> Rhaenyra telling her father to clean up his house by getting rid of Middlefinger, um, Otto Hightower. And second, the king actually fire him. Yay! Let's celebrate helping the tequila. <laughs> Couple of other stuff. The king and queen's turn in the sheets, I thought was very sad. What is she now? 19, 20, and has two kids and has to do her wife, uh, her queenly duty. It seems like she wasn't even there. I actually felt bad for Alicent, and I don't even like her. I do like, however, they're using Masseri's character, who's nicknamed the White Worm in the show, because it's totally different from the book. Here, it's... Nope, she got cut off. Hold on one second. Hey, guys. Blow again. Sorry, you must hate me listening to my voice now. Um, I was talking about Masaria, because it's totally different in the book. Here, it seems like she's our new Varys, which I really like. She's responsible for paying that boy to watch out for Damon in all his doings. Seeing Rhaenyra and reporting to Middlefinger. And that last sex scene, Sir Kristen did initially say no to Rhaenyra. What did you guys think about that scene? Uh, I thought it was, it was kind of hot, but, you know, he did say no initially and took his sweet time taking off his armor. Oh, my God. Okay, so the writing was uh, spectacular, and I loved it, and that's it. Okay, bye. All right, Mary, that's a great question. Your thoughts on ooh, a person's choice, because he does say no. And let's also consider this fact, too. He owes everything to Renera. So if she insists that he does what she wants him to do, does he have the right or the power or the capability to say no? Yes, I think he does. 
And I think, I don't think she forced him. I don't think she said, in name of your, since I'm your princess, you have to do what I say. It was, it didn't come off to me like that. No, it didn't. And But is it implicit? That's what I'm getting at. I didn't feel that it was implicit. Okay. I didn't. You felt like he said no because it was the right thing to say. Yeah, because he's not supposed to be in her room. Right. And it's improper and I'm going to get in trouble and I'm going to lose my job. But then, like, I I didn't take it as, no, I don't want to have sex. I think when sex was in. When that was a thing? When that was, like, an understood thing, <laughs> there was no no. It was giggles. It was happiness. It was more no, like, give me my helmet back. I'm going to get in trouble. Yeah. So I took it more as teenagers. Hey, let's let's break curfew. Let's sneak out. No, I'm gonna get in trouble. Gotcha. Okay, okay. fine. You know I want to do it anyway. <laughs> All right, uh, Mary. It is now time. Oh, for one of my favorite segments in Mary and Blake Media, it's Mary's dad's thoughts. Oh yes. Hi, this is Mary's dad. Uh, following up on this week's episode of house of dragon by the way just want to say this the fact that your dad is commenting on this episode i feel so freaking awkward (laughs) so awkward i cannot wait to see how he handles this i have not listened to this yet i don't think we've ever talked about sex ever with my dad (laughs) and now you know what when you in for a penny, in for a pound. Okay, you're just if you're gonna talk sex Get with to your talk dad, about like multiple sexual situations, might as well oh be incest God. sex. Oh, like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gents, this is all happening in real time. Oh, Everything you're hearing, I and forgot seeing. about this segment. <laughs> I take it back. Mary was I'm all not excited. enjoying this episode anymore. And Mary was like, yeah, my dad's thoughts. And then she went, oh, no, nope. my dad's thoughts. <laughs> Just play it. I almost don't even want to hear it. I, Oh, I got. I'll do and take one ear off. <laughs> then it's not surround sound. Then it's not like he's here with me. I'll know that it's not here with me. And if I get really awkward, I'll just take it off completely. <laughs> Go, Blake. It's like a Band-Aid. This is rip it off. Rip it off now. <laughs> um, what happened? <laughs> and, uh, I'm convinced that the prince is becoming the central character. Just push pause. Uh, not only did he have that. You know who feels more <laughs> awkward than me? Your dad. My dad. Uh, a lot happened. A lot happened. <laughs> Whew. Thanks, dad. Thank Great. you. Hey, look at the show. Time's up. So, uh. <laughs> Keep going. So he thinks the con- he thinks the prince Damon, because my dad doesn't know everybody's names. He just calls them prince, king, princess, queen, hand to the king. I bet you he doesn't know a single person's name in this. I mean, let's be real. His favorite character was the dead queen. <laughs> oh, poor thing. Died twenty minutes into the show. Okay, okay. You could rewind for a couple seconds, and I'll stop interrupting my dad. <sighs> I'm so thankful we did this. I'm so thankful. All right, here we go. I'll I'll rewind a few seconds. (laughs) uh, Big victory uh, that the central character. You're not rewinding. You're uh, fast forwarding. Not only did he have that uh, big victory uh, that he had over the the crab feeder, but I think it was totally deliberate and calculated what he did with the princess, taking her where he took her and uh, trying to uh, have his way with her. 
And I think that um, I think he might have put some poison on the Iron Throne in the spot where he figured his brother's hand was going to go. Oh. I think that's what's going on with the king. I don't know what he's sick with, but my guess is that it traces back to some deliberate action by the prince. And uh, at the end there, it was uh, something that the uh, wizard, or I forget what his title is, wizard. but... <laughs> Wizard? Who's a wizard? Where's Gandalf? <laughs> Wait a second, Dad. This is not... You're a wizard, Harry. This is not Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter, Dad. Just because we podcast about both of them for future reference, Dad. If you even listen to this, I don't even know if we know how to download a podcast. There are no wizards in this universe. Yeah, is the wizard... Or okay. I, I, who is he even talking about? I don't know. He doesn't, he doesn't know people say, okay, before before we press play, who does my dad think is a wizard? <laughs> does he think the hand of the King Otto was a wizard? <laughs> oh, wizard. Or does he think the maester is a wizard? The tea-making maester? I would I would think okay my he's money's on the maester you a, think it's Otto <laughs> Oh my dad Let's take a bet Bless his heart Oh let's take a bet A lot happened A lot happened <laughs> He just sidestepped the whole A lot thing. happened And you know there was the, wizards And then he took her to that place <laughs> This is my dad trying to pivot, and he's thinking, I don't know, Mary and Blake talk about wizards? There's got to be a wizard somewhere. Magic? Dragons? If I just say some words, this is like an episode of Family Feud with Steve Harvey. Just going to throw some words up there and see what sticks. (laughs) Wizard. Rewind for a second. My money's on the maester. Yours is on Otto. Who is a wizard, in my dad's opinion? Here we go. And uh, at the end there, it was uh, something that the uh, wizard, or I forget what his title is, but the fellow who came in and brought her the little potion yeah! uh, to help her in case she finds yes! herself in trouble. Yes! It's a good thing she's not in Texas. That's it. For this Take care. Oh, my dad, drop it, bombs! Bring in the drop hot it, take. bombs. The wizard would be fired. Oh my Texas. God! Holy smokes! <laughs> uh, see, I know my dad. Uh, I knew his brain was. He totally did. Knew it. I thought that he was going wizard. full auto. I thought that was an no, auto. My dad needed a potion for it to be a wizard. <laughs> if there's no wands, is there a potion? <coughs> oh. <laughs> wizard. Oh my God! Do you like how my dad knew he needed to get a little, a little dicey? Yeah. Because of all the sex, but he wouldn't mention the sex, so he thought he'd drop. Oh my God! Drop that. that uh, drop it like it's hot. With a wizard. Holy smokes! That, that was just a smoke show right there, friends. Oh, man. What to do when your daughter hosts a podcast, <laughs> but an episode that's all about sex and a, a daughter's sexual revelations. Yes. You talk about wizards, <laughs> and, you, and you try to make a joke, and you just back away slowly. Just... Just, just, it's like the the living version of the Homer Simpson gif when he just backs into the into the hedge. Yeah. That was your dad. That's what my dad just did. 
That's what you just did. Oh, man. Oh, the wizard. Oh, God, that was I feel like awesome. that needs to be a, a clip when we forget somebody's name. Uh, it needs to make I don't know, the wizard, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of that wizard, Marvin, uh, you know, the funny thing is, is what happens at the end of the episode, you know, where the, where the wizard walks in and says, hey, you know, you should probably have this tea here, you know, take care of things. Mm-hmm. The funny thing is, is that it feels to me like the king is almost undermining any of the freedom that Rhaenyra has somewhat accomplished now because of her choice and what she has done either with her uncle, number one, or number two, what she, you know, threw under the radar here and, you know, everything, you know, not so much above board, what she's accomplished with Sir Kristen Cole. Would you agree that that, that is the king trying to take advantage, not take advantage, but take control back? No. No, how come? I think, okay, so he and Damon had sex with everybody at that age. Sure. No repercussions. Right. Because they can't get pregnant. Mm -hmm. So I think it was his way of saying, if you did, I'm not going to tell the world you did wrong. I'm going to stand by you. But if you did, here's a little something. Okay. And if you didn't, you didn't. But, you know? You're old enough that you probably could be having sex. Sure. Interesting. I don't see it as a bad thing. I think it's just him saying she's obviously old enough. She did go out. Yeah. She saw sex. Mm -hmm. So I think he just thought better safe than sorry. So we've seen Damon now not necessarily be able to perform. Let's just say that. Um he hasn't been able to perform now twice. Uh, once with uh, his original girl um, and then next with Rhaenyra. But it felt more like he couldn't perform because the level of domination isn't what he thought it would be. It is, for me, at least a little reminiscent of one Black Jack Randall. Did a fire and his ability to perform is, is based – Blackjack's ability to perform is at least based on you know, his level of domination and what, what, that, what he gets out of that. Mm-hmm. So do you feel the same or – 100%. Th- okay. What makes you feel that way? I just feel like you know he was into it as long as Renera had her back to him and he was in control and it was all the newness and he was really into watching her reaction uh, when she was looking at people. But then the moment that she turned around and she started to initiate the kissing and she was showing that she was as into it as he was, mm-hmm. that's when he started to kind of like pull away. Yeah, And to me it wasn't, Ooh, this is my niece. I'm doing something wrong. Yeah. It was no. You're not supposed to want me like this. Right, right. And I like the fact that Rhaenyra. And this is why I feel like it was really good, but it was also kind of icky because Rhaenyra had made that choice where it was like, yes, I want this. In fact, not only do I want it, I'm going to now demand it. And the way that it was shot too. Again, I, I have to give a lot of um, I have to give a lot of uh, credit um, to Claire Kilner how she shot this. Like it just it felt like there were a lot of close ups. It was it was it was 
unclear about the specifics of what was happening between the two other than there was, like, there was a makeout session. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there was a moment where we could see that her, her underwear came down, but it was left, it was left unclear or vague or whatever word you want to use, I think intentionally. And the fact that it, it didn't feel exploitative, that was right to me. It felt full of passion. It felt even the surroundings. Like you remember that scene in Game of Thrones where it was Littlefinger talking, and in the background, it were these two girls just going to town on each other. Yes, and that was happening for the sake of happening. That yes. to me felt exploitative. That was you're, you're in Game of Thrones. We're on HBO. This is the world. That's what's going to happen. And that made a statement. Whereas this felt much more intentional with the person yes. and the characters and what was happening. I would uh, agree. And Lumos, if you didn't hear that, Lumos, <laughs> Lumos wants to agrees. talk. Lumos would agree with 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 us on that one. Um. So, anything else that you would like to talk about in this in this episode? I mean, we we do have a somewhat of a reconciliation here between Alicent and Rhaenyra. It does feel like that there has been time passed. Uh, and at the same time, while we have this reconciliation between Rhaenyra and Alicent, there also seems to be some kind of not falling apart, but Alicent recognizes that people look at her as nothing more than the queen. And I think that really bothers her. And I think this is a little, great little bit of characterization. Uh, and what's going to happen when Alicent finds out? That she doesn't Rha- need to find out. I, she She's absolutely going to find out Why? that Renera did did her dirty. Why? Because it makes for good television, number one. Yeah. Um, what do you think about the characterization here for Alicent and what that means for her and her standing in the crown and wh- where all that is oh, leading to for the Targaryens? I was going to say, I thought we were chicks before dicks, but obviously <laughs> not. <laughs> You know, I didn't even know that there was like that saying for girls because I always knew about the bros before hoes thing. Mm-hmm. Did not know chicks before dicks for a long didn't. time. Well, I didn't. What do you want me to do? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, there's just a lot happening here. And here's the other thing, too, that I really like. And I know we kind of talked about it in the beginning, but we got to see Storm's End for the first time and what that throne looks like with the with the. You know, even uh, Lord Dondarrion, who is one of Beric Dondarrion's uh, like ancestors, which is really cool. That was the original guy that was uh, trying to court Rhaenyra, and mm. Rhaenyra basically suplexes this guy into the crust of the earth when she's like, "Yeah, and tell me, was my great grandmother that pretty? <laughs> you would know, right?" Yeah, tell me about the good old days. Oh my God, when you went to the sock hops with you my buffoon. grandma. Oh my you, goodness! Did you guys? Did you guys go parking on her on the rotary phone? <laughs> on Hope Point, oh <laughs> on Lookout Point. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So the funny thing is, is that there isn't a whole a lot. There isn't a whole lot of plot here, uh, and that's okay. That's okay because we're getting to, to know more about our characters, what they're doing, their mindset. And it has been confirmed that we will no longer have our current Alicent and Rhaenyra starting in episode six. Oh. So the next episode, 
they're both saying goodbye. Farewell. And they're going to be gone. I wonder if they do this thing with like flashbacks, maybe. That'd be cool. That would be that would be a nice that would be a nice um, subvert not subversion, but just curveball into the visual language of Game of Thrones. They don't do that a whole ton. So if we had active flashbacks, that way you can keep those. But and, and, but maybe they're just going to bid or adieu, and, and then that's the end. I think it'd be kind of a waste. I mean, to set up that kind of fiery connection between the actors like Damon and Renera right now, and then to just kind of lay that to waste. I mean, we've had that with The Crown. Yeah, that's true. But that was a whole season worth in two seasons at a time, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, what did you think about Damon's haircut? Love it. I'm kind of out on it. I love the glow up. I mean, obviously, when you have to wash a lot of guts and blood out of your hair, at a certain point, you just say, you know, is this worth salvaging? Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) You just cut it off. I absolutely loved his haircut. I think it's very heartthrob. You know, he he looked for Justin Bieber, the little swoosh hair over the eyes, circa <laughs> 2010, and said, "I'm going to go for it." And then, I mean, heck, he comes in, and the the king pretty pretty much gives him a party, right? Gives him a big party, and then new hairdo, conquered some lands, and you kind of want to believe that the experience in the Stepstones, I don't want to say humbled. Damon, but matured Damon in a sense that it would be like, yeah, okay, I get it. I think it just fueled his fire. Exactly. And we get that when he sends the note and the clothes to Rhaenyra and then does what he does. And what we end up coming to understand is that not only has Damon not changed, but more to the point, he's still trying to needle his brother by saying, yeah, you know, your your daughter and I, yeah, we totally banged. So you might as well let me marry her. He didn't say he actually did. He never once well, says good point. he did. Good point. Um, he says- He just never denies it. Yeah, he's like, well, tell me what you, you're accusing me of. Oh, well, that's interesting that that's what you're accusing me of. Remember how many times we had sex when we were her age? Right. And, uh, well, how about this? How about, how about I you marry you? Just her? let me marry her. He never once says that they coupled. Right. That's a good, oh, coupled. Great word, Coupling. by the way. Coupling. You got to give that to Sir Otto Hightower, you know, the, the disturbing news of coupling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that is a great pull, Mary. He never, he never does say that they actually did it. What he does say is, then we should marry. And, uh, now, implicit in that is that they did do it, but it isn't a distinct, you know, uh, smoking gun that they did. I find that interesting. And but he's ne- nevertheless he's still needling his brother. And so not only have has he not changed, but he may have gotten worse in terms of his um, pushing and his swagger, if you will. Mm. Uh, we should have seen that when he walked up to the sword, and we also could foresee. A lot of this happening when he is riding uh, Caraxes and he, as he dives down, he hits Rhaenyra's boat. I don't think he hit it. It was just the wave. They're riding a sailboat. No, he hit the boat. 
Like it was done purposely. No, I assu- I know he swooped in close. Yeah. I don't think he actively hit it. I think the sheer size of a dragon and its wings flapping air okay, gotcha. knocked it. Understood. I don't think he hit it. I think if they hit it, boat would have tipped like water. Well, tipped. I mean, I mean, if they gave it a little bit of a nudge, you know, like a little bit of a, you know, just yeah. to let you know that I'm there. I, I thought I thought it was a fun, flirtatious little thing that helped foreshadow what was coming. Okay, you ready for some things that I noticed? Yes, absolutely. <clears throat> As Renera sneaks out and uh, walks by the dragon skull, there's a close-up shot of rats by the dragon skull. Oh, interesting. And then after Alicent and Viserys coupling, coupled, she looks up on the bed beams, and there's a rat up there. Ooh, interesting. And he calls her a street rat, too, yes. by the way. Mmm, interesting. Like so, it. So, I just liked it because to me, it's just saying, like, there's a rat, or many rats, <laughs> within uh, this castle right now that the dragon isn't even knowing is there. Interesting. That isn't awakening the dragon. I like it. Yeah. Um, I loved... Blackwood kid oh, that slaying was Bracken jabroni. Yep. Oh, whatever. Look at me. Ha ha ha. Yeah. Well, you're dead. That Goodbye. kid. That kid was brought. Brought it. Did not <laughs> expect that coming. Poor Alicent. First, you know, she finally gets to tell her bestie that she's lonely. Yeah. That she doesn't really have any friends. So she does that. Renera accidentally says, "Well, your one job is to squeeze out airs." Then. We see her, her next shot, consoling a crying baby as she's looking out at the town. Doesn't oh. get to do anything fun. The princess gets to go out for a fun night of partying. She doesn't get that. Then she has to clean her husband's wounds. Then she has to be woken up from her sleep to go couple with her husband. Looks up to see a rat on the bedpost. And then <laughs> Renera lies to her. If you yeah. are not sympathetic for Lady Alicent, Queen Alicent, you got no soul. Not great, Bob. When I saw Alicent in this episode, I felt the postpartum blues Mm -hmm. for her, where you just sit there and you say, all I do all day is feed a baby, rock a baby, you know, take care of my family. Now my husband is a baby who I have to bathe and like swaddle essentially in different ways. Mm -hmm. The poor thing. The other thing that I thought was really cool is there was lots of thunder and storms. So as Renera is meeting with those different lords, you know, making fun of the guy that's really old and also the guy who's really young, we actually hear thunder starting to come on in. Yes. And then as Allison is speaking with Viserys and they're looking out over the windows and she's telling him, you know, Renera doesn't lie to you, but your brother does, there's thunder as well. So storms are rolling. Storms in. are coming, baby. Yes, yes. Um then let's see what else I wanted to make sure. Oh, I don't understand fully why Viserys had the the dagger in the fire. Can you only see the words if it's on fire? Yes, that's what it's felt to me. Oh. And and the fact and here's the thing too. I, and I I know this was relatively confirmed by Game of Thrones, but I I just want to have a conversation with you about it. It obviously the the dagger and what was inscribed in the dagger, which by the way, a cool, cool like retroactive add to the dagger, is that it talks about the prince that was promised and his will be the song of ice and fire. Mm-hmm. That obviously, at least to me, my interpretation of that is that's Jon Snow. 
Or Daenerys, because doesn't necessarily have to be a he. That's true. I mean, well, I mean. It's somebody from the future. Yes, right. But this is the dagger that was used to try to attack Bran when he was in his coma. And then, once again, used to kill the Night King. Right, mm-hmm. uh, it, and it's called Cat's Paw, and it was and Arya uses it to kill the Night King. Night King. Hashtag spoilers. So, yeah, I just I think that's a cool little retroactive refit for that dagger and what that means and how we get to see these connective tissue DNA things. You know that helps. It, at least it just it's an understanding of what's coming for Jon Snow and we as the viewers get a chance to put that together and have that dramatic irony that the characters don't. I just I find that fascinating and I and I like these little things that aren't like direct but are enough DNA where you're like, "Oh cool, I see where that's going." Part of me wonders if Viserys has made Rhaenyra his heir only because his son isn't old enough to hear the message he needs to pass to him. Well, no, he made her the heir before he had his son. Yeah, but like he could easily just say, never mind, now I have a son. He could de-heir her. That's true. But part of me wonders when we do get that time jump and he is old enough to be able to tell his son, because mm-hmm. that's something important. He has to pass down that knowledge yeah. to the next monarchy person, you know, the next ruler of the kingdom. Yep. Yeah. Is he just saying, fine, I'll keep Renera because my son would just bite this stupid dagger. Like he doesn't, <laughs> he can't, he doesn't even know his ABCs. So there are two things that I really want to call out. First is the acting between Patty Considine and Considine, whatever, and Risa Fons uh, as Sir Otto Hightower and the king. And we just need to say, yes, he reminds you of Voldemort because he's Voldemort's brother. What do you mean? Um, I've had some people say that Otto reminds them of Voldemort and they don't know why. Really? Isn't he Voldemort's brother? The actor? <laughs> no. What? What are you talking about? He he is in Harry Potter, but he plays Luna's father. Wait, who? Otto? Yeah. Wait, the hand? Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> okay, wait. So the hand is really Luna Lovegood's dad. Yes. Even though Viserys kind of looks like Luna Lovegood's dad. Yes. And he wasn't in Harry Potter. And the actor's brother isn't in this show. No. He's in Handmaid's Tale. He, play- <laughs> he plays I Commander mis- Waterford. misinterpreted his last name. I think you misinterpreted a lot of the things. entire situation. A lot of things. <laughs> Sorry. Well, he wasn't Harry Potter. Yes, he was. <laughs> I'm on Burgundy. There you go. I didn't read anything wrong. I That's, just well, you you were real. I didn't. I didn't read anything. Uh, What's his last name? Uh, Ooh. Oh, he, <laughs> the the hand of the king, the guy that I thought was Voldemort's brother. Oh man, Reese Ifans, oh. I F A N S. And what's Voldemort's last name? 
uh, fines. Oh, <laughs> not not a close. Never mind. Ray Fines plays Voldemort. His brother is. J- Joseph Fines, who plays Commander Waterford. But this guy is Reese Fines. Ah, see? Ray Fines, Reese Fines. Ray- Say it 12 times fast. Ray Fines, Reese Fines. Helen Hunt. Reese Fines. Oh, man. Laura Linney. It's, it's Laura Linney and Helen Hunt all, all over, over again. again. <laughs> that is a good This Is Us 2 reference for all of you, for all of you nerds out there. All right. Anyway, before we got into that whole thing, I wanted to say that the acting between these two between in that who? scene, Patty Considine and Risa Fons, is excellent. Luna Lovegood. The Luna Plus Lovegood's the guy who looks like Luna Lovegood. Okay. Yes. The hand yes. and the king, as yes. my dad would say. No wizards. No wizards. <laughs> <laughs> Otto and Visterius. Anyways, <laughs> what I'm saying is the acting between these two is spectacular. And I really, 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 really like it. Um, it, it was it, it that felt like one of those moments again where anything can happen, and it is it's not what they were saying necessarily. It's like you no longer serve the purpose of the crown, whatever. Like that that's all like regular la di da stuff. But the presence shared between the two of them uh, is spectacular. I didn't understand what he was saying about his dad. Is he accusing Otto of killing his dad? Yes, yes, he is. That's some deep. He's stuff. saying like, hey. My dad was healthy, and then and then all he of a wasn't. sudden he wasn't, and he wasn't when you were the hand. And now all of a sudden you got people following my daughter, and, and all I'm of betting this, your your daughter. And then you touched my kid, and my kid died. Like, what is going on here? And is he wrong? I mean, it is. I just, don't know. It is just a little weird when he's like, "Shame on you for being naughty with my daughter." Well, you're kind of coupling his so like come on man good point good point like (laughs) this is weird i mean it's not eye for an eye territory but it's 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 towing that line it's just awkward uh and then lastly the the thing i want to call out is ramin jawadi's score this is the first time in this series so far that i felt the score and it was it was like that it was like the, the for me these... it was in the in the bowels of the pleasure house yes that's exactly what i was gonna say and it was not pleasant music and that's how i knew like this is not right a good thing yep. i mean we knew it wasn't a good thing but you really knew it wasn't gonna good good thing right it was just all these the tension that he creates with the strings and how it just, it seems to be like this weird intonation that he uses. And is also like this really cool, um, like vocal track that he uses that is a play on the Targaryen theme that just felt like a twisted Targaryen theme, which seemed to me to fit the environment that the show is creating mm-hmm. in this episode. Really excellent stuff. Really excellent stuff. Anything else you want to talk about in this episode, my darling? That was it. All right. Who are you rooting for? Who's the bad guy? I am rooting for Princess Renera. Okay. I'm rooting for her. I want her to have lots of sex. Yeah. Good yep. for you. Okay. I would love for her to, um, I mean, she's probably, I mean, she's going to have, oh, she's getting married. We're having a 
royal wedding. I'm so rooting for her and her dress because she has the best dresses. Oh, yes. She has, she's going to have a cool hairdo. I'm rooting for her. And who is the bad guy? Yep. Who, who you who feel is like is, guy? who you feel like is, you, you know what? This, this don't look good. I'm actually going to say Damon right now because really? I don't think he's going to take this wedding well. Ooh, good Doesn't point. mean that I can't root for him later, but right now I'm rooting for Renera, getting oh my cake testing. You know, maybe she'll go the untraditional <laughs> route. Maybe she'll do bananas foster because she wants the flambe. Oh yes, the flambe. Mm. Oh my goodness. Maybe yes. maybe do you think she's a baked Alaska girl? Maybe they'll do a melting pot style, like um Oh. Um what is it? When you dip it in fondue. fondue. Yeah. I could see the Targaryens doing a fondue. Oh, yes. Hot pot, bananas, foster flambe. Sure. Plus the um, scorpion bowls mm-hmm. with the little alcohol in the center that lights up. Oh, you drink it with the two yeah. straws. You got to have the two straws, unless unless you're Damon and Rhaenyra. Then you only <laughs> use one. <laughs> you know what? Absolutely love this idea. They're totally scorpion bowl people. Yeah, it, it comes with like a dragon face and like the, but it doesn't have one little middle. The the dragon, like the 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 fire comes out of the dragon's nose, and you drink out of the dragon's. Oh yes, mm. I am I am in on this. This is great stuff. Okay, great stuff. All right, uh, all right. For me, who am I rooting for? I once again, Mary, once again, rooting for Sir Kristen Cole. Good for him. This guy, unfortunately is not going to meet a good end. I mean, you're pretty. You just had your V-card taken. Yep. Um, things are getting weird. You're going to hear through the grapevine that she possibly double-dipped that Guaranteed night, that's happening. You know, and you're going to feel a little awkward about that for being sloppy seconds. And what's going to happen, too, when the new husband shows up and... The he, cousin. The, the cousin, and he realizes that she is no longer a maiden. How's that going to look? I think he'll be fine. That that right there is going to be... Not great, Bob! I actually thought the maester was going to come in and examine her. And I, I thought that too. I was nervous about Rhaenyra for that. I, I thought... So I was really pleased that they didn't do that to her. I thought that when she went to go see the king, he was going to be waiting with a, with a maester. Mm. And that she was going to have to get in the stirrups and see what happens. Like, that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, but who is the bad guy? 100% Alicent Hightower. Ooh. This girl is going to break bad in the worst way. Going to happen. Love it. She's going to break bad because she's going to find out that that she went to bat for Rhaenyra. But Rhaenyra just went out clubbing. <laughs> Put on her best clubbing <laughs> outfit. Going to have Sandstorm with the glow sticks, but instead it's fire. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that is so funny. Well, okay, that is that. Are you ready to close out the show, my darling? Sure am. Uh, you know what? Vamp for me for one second as we close out this show. Can oh. you do that? Can you just yeah vamp? You know, give me fifteen Sir seconds. Sir Kristen Cole wearing all those layers. He must have been stanky, right? I mean. Oh God! Do Metal a little, and leather. Do a little sponge bath. Maybe see if the king has a little extra soap. When was the last use? time? He, when was the last time he actually took a shower mean, or a bath? I believe he would take a shower or a bath every day. His hair looked impeccably conditioned. Yes, and yes. not sweaty. He he's using a perk plus at at no, the least. Nobody, 
Blake, is this the 90s? <laughs> I don't even think they sell Welcome to the anymore. 90s, Mr. Bonks. Oh Speaking gosh. of rom-coms, oh, give me a good father of the bride reference any day. Any day, baby. All right, you ready to close it out? Sure. Let's do it. What are we picturing? Damon with his hood down. Yeah. Okay. He's handing Renera two glow sticks. She's looking at them because she's never seen them before. She's a street rat. <laughs> and now the actors from the stage come out with the fireball people. Uh-huh. And Damon whips off his whips off his hood. And he does those cool moves with the pretend ball. You know how they used to dance with the pretend <laughs> ball? And Renera's into it, but she doesn't know how to move, so she's just kind of like, you know, Charlie Brown in with her little glow sticks. And Damon's like <laughs> on the floor. He's doing like spinning moves. Oh, man, the ball is so big. So big, he's like Atlas. Okay? <laughs> You're welcome. And you know, you know what was really good too. Another under understated thing was the play that the two of them witnessed, and how that shows that all like the common people they don't care. All they're doing is just ranking on the Targaryens to begin with. But it does show an importance that Damon does understand and appreciate the common people and what they're saying. Like the whole thing was just this really understated, subtle move, power move, like a super subtle flex by Damon. Super subtle flex. A super subtle flex. In addition to his mad dance skills. <laughs> With the ball. <laughs> this is great, Mary. This is well, good friends, stuff. On that note, thank you. Thanks for tuning in to this episode. We truly appreciate you checking it out. Don't forget to head on over to your podcast app of choice and leave us a written review. Don't just do the stars. Yep. Okay? Leave us a written review. Because we are moving up in the world. Yes, we are. When it comes to Apple Podcasts. I mean, after this, if you have to have Sandstorm, I mean, how can you (laughs) You not move up in the world? You just can't go wrong when it comes to Sandstorm. So I want (laughs) to thank Lauren Ashley, who left us uh, a review saying, this is the podcast you're looking for. Marion Blake's podcast is by far the best media podcast to listen to. Want a community? Want to nerd out? Add this podcast and you will not be disappointed. They are the real deal. I like it. Thank you. Thank Thank you very much. This is good stuff. All right, Marvin. I think that's it. That's the end. That's it. My name is Mary. My name is Blake. And you've been listening. Oh, Joe Harris. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, oh.